If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. Uh, wines, I find them extremely helpful in helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time! Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen! He shoots and scars! Nathan McKinnon! Call J.T. Comfer, 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog, collective hugs, 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon, my goodness gracious. Welcome into the BSN Avalanche Podcast. This Thursday episode is presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes, and you can use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hayfley. It was shaping up to be a pretty slow Thursday today until the Avs finally decided to drop their rookie camp as well as rookie tournament roster. So we have a little bit of something to talk about today. AJ, are, are you ready to get into the rookies? Uh, I'm. It's It feels weird. All six teams dropped their rosters within like five minutes of each other. This was on a Twitter. planned event. <laughs> it, right. And it was like, and like all of them were tweeting out like, oh, all the rosters are out. Come look at all of them. And it was like, cool, I guess. <laughs> like... I don't know that anybody that is going to that cares that much Not about the team they cover the rosters right? of the yeah. other teams. Like, like even fans. Like, why is an Abs fan that's going out there going to care too much about the other? Oh wow, look at the Ducks. The Ducks sent all their top prospects. Man, that's a loaded roster. Like, right, whatever. Okay. It- it's not like, and Neat it's not guys. like there's the super duper high end. Like Byram is the highest pick at this thing. So it. It's not like there's that super high end hype around the draft or things like that. It's well, and it's not like uh like like imagine yeah, I don't I don't know what the Rangers and Devils do, but it would be it, it would be one thing if it was like Hughes right. versus Kako in like the exactly. first game. That would be wild, but yeah, like that like that would be interesting. Like I would care about that, but 
these rosters is just it's just sort of like yeah okay like cool like as as somebody who likes to watch prospects a lot i'm excited and i'll watch the other games and i'll you know i'll keep an eye on them and it'll be it'll be whatever uh but it's well yeah, yeah. i was like this okay. is a tournament so far that is famous for at least from the abs point of view and getting their prospects names horribly incorrect so <laughs> yeah chris big, russ. big russ <laughs> bringing in the t- oh chris <laughs> Chris Big Russ was my all-time favorite. <laughs> there were a couple of other good ones. I last year they had to try and pronounce Shvirev, and that was a an adventure. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Um, yeah, you were in the building. Uh, I know. I didn't, yeah, I I was there in the building in Vegas last year, and obviously when it was in Colorado yeah. a few years ago. The only one that I had to actually watch was uh, the San and Jose you will one. Be- there again, so you don't get to hear the butchering of names, I guess. Yeah, uh, I tell you what, if I if I find the broadcasters anywhere and I hear them mispronouncing it, I'll pull them aside. After like, the by the game. way, <laughs> yeah, by the way, some of the some of the Colorado uh, viewers were telling me that you guys were slaughtering some <laughs> names. I'll try and give them a heads up on Shvira. Yeah, though. that one's it's tough. No, not yeah. surprised when people get that one wrong. At least I. all right well let's jump into some of these names here we'll start from the back and and work our way up so we'll start with the goalies here (laughs) and the easiest ones are not hard by any means Trent Werner. uh (laughs) it's there are only two goalies this i think this is the first time they've they've gone with only two they usually have a third even if it's just a camp inviter or or something like that werner obviously signed with the eagles this year you imagine they're going to want to get a good look at him at this thing, even if it is a little bit lower competition than he's used to. And then minor, this will be his first time through with the org. So, Well, and, and a notable omission uh, on the, the the roster as a whole is that the Avs don't have uh, any Europe of their European right. pros. So no Kvacha from the Czech, no Ananin from the Liga, and no... Uh, Shmakov from Russia. And that's, at least in Ananin's case, I think that's pretty similar to where Werner was in the past, where he had Mm -hmm. stayed away from this because he wanted to go through training camp with his SHL team, in his case, and and get ready for the season. And and there's a good chance that Ananin is doing the same thing for his Liga team. Well, and he's making that jump this year, so it's really important that he be part of that. Honestly, him coming over just for the showcase is not a big deal. Um, I, I tell you, uh, the training camp is always, in- will be interesting because of Colorado's unique goaltender situation, but that's, that's a con conversation for right. two weeks from now. It's this one with Werner and minor, you're, you're kind of getting two guys that are on the exact opposite ends of the spectrum here where Werner is the de facto number three in the organization. Right now, yeah. He's he's one injury away from a promotion yep. to the NHL. And Trent Miner was a seventh round pick and a and a platoon starter in in junior in for for the Vancouver Giants last year. So, you know, you've got like a guy that conceivably will play a game for the Avs this year and uh, a the guy that's the furthest away from the NHL of anyone in the yeah, order. <laughs> like absolutely like you're you're like if this guy ever plays for the abs it's a minimum of like five years down the road (laughs) yeah it's 
I do think it'll be an interesting situation because this is mostly the caliber of player that Miner has been playing against already in juniors. And as we said, Werner played in the SHL last season. He's used to playing against Mm -hmm. professional caliber hockey in, in one of the best leagues in the world. Is there a good amount of expectation on him here, especially with the fact that he's essentially the third goalie right now? Does he need to play quite there well? Is. Yes, 100%. The last thing that anybody wants to see. And even though this is a throwaway tournament in which results, you know, we're not sitting here like, oh, these these results are huge, you know. Cameron have played at this thing last year and wasn't that great, and it, it had no bearing on him as a player, his future, the season, any of that. It did yeah. not matter. Um, But for Werner... Because he is the de facto number three. Like, this is a guy that that could end up playing a pivotal role for the Avalanche this year. And so this this it starts it starts with this. You know, it you want to see good results. Yeah. As 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 always, it's better to have good results right. than bad results, right? Like you're not gonna get you're not gonna get moved a ton either way. You're not gonna be like Oh my god, this is a disaster and they're not going they're not going to go out and like trade for somebody because Adam Warner had a ba- had a bad rookie tournament. But it's important, I think, more so for him than maybe anybody else and that includes other guys that are going to fight for roster spots. Uh but I think more so for Warner, Warner than anyone else on this roster. It's important that he get off to a good start and that he you know kind of feel it. He's a confident young man. Uh, I wrote a story about him uh, during uh, development camp. It, maybe I might have just dumped the <laughs> audio. I'm not sure, but I talked to him, and I and I put it on. I, I know I put it on BSN uh, Denver, and it's it's there for consuming in in one way or another. And he talked about it. you know this is just the natural progression for his career. Uh, he started you know he's just slowly worked his way up one step. And he's he's tackled every challenge that's been put in front of yep. him in his career, you know, including going undrafted his first time through the process, gets drafted the next time, and then just continues to go up a level and up a level and succeeding. And now the Avs are taking an approach we've never seen them take before with a with a young goalie and just saying, Hey, we we like the kid, we trust the kid, we're gonna put him uh in control of the Eagles net, and we're just gonna see how and- this goes. And he needs to be good in this at the this even if he only plays one game uh, at this at this rookie showcase tournament whatever the hell you want to call it everybody calls it something different. Um, he needs to be solid. He he can't. There's there's nothing worse than him going out there and giving up five goals on nineteen right. shots. And it all rolls into a confidence factor as well because you go to this rookie tournament and you turn around and you're immediately back at Avs camp. You go through Avs camp and then you end yep. up at Eagles camp and then the season has started. So <laughs> getting off to the wrong foot can can really throw the train off the tracks very quickly there. And he is young, right? He just turned 22 or 23. Either way, that is relatively young. But at the same time, there's only one 22. Two. Okay. And there's only one NHL contracted player at this tournament for the Avs that's older than him. So He's one of the oldest players on the ice here for the Avs. And at the same time, uh, 
maybe the least experienced in North America. Yeah, I think he played, what, four games for the Rampage a couple years ago, and that's pretty yeah. much it. That's it. I mean, the rest of these guys have all been in North America, because uh, like, I, like, like I said earlier, there's no Euro pros here, so... This is it'll be it'll be the beginning of an adjustment, and I honestly I think that's one of the reasons why he's at this thing is that they want him adjusting, getting every competitive opportunity to adjust to uh, the the North American ice and and the different lines and the different angles that yep. he's going to have, and the significantly smaller area behind his own yeah, net. And I think that's particularly important the angles for a player like him who who uses his large body so much to cut those type of things down. If you're off by even a little bit, goals are getting past you. Yeah. And I mean, when we talk about players coming over from Europe and making the transition to North American ice, uh, it's by, I think it's by far more important for goaltenders than position players, defensemen forwards. They can make that adjustment kind of as they go. And there's a lot, it's a lot of little things. Uh, for for goaltenders, it's a big change for them. So I think I think it is uh, important to get him into a competitive situation again, even if it's just one game. You know, they only play three games, so it's not like this is going to be like major experience. But it's it's a nice start. It's a good chance to get him in there and see what he does. Um, Honestly, I wouldn't have any issue if they wanted to to give Warner two of the starts and Minor yeah. one of the starts, or Warner all three starts, and then have Minor you know play half of a game here, half of a game there. If they just want to throw uh, the the minutes at Warner and say, "Hey, we we, we need you right. to get going," I, I think that's fairly likely. It, Minor could play all three games in a perfect shutout, or play all three games with a five hundred save percentage, and it wouldn't matter either way. It just his path is not going to change based on what he does in this event. It's not, but this is definitely a guy that I think needs to show yeah, well. I, you would like to see that out of everyone, of course, but for someone like Miner, who yeah. is going to be on a much quicker path for a goaltender, despite his, his distance from the NHL, for years now, the Avs have been going to Europe, getting these goalies for four years to sit and, and stew over there and develop. Miners in major juniors, you have two years to figure this out and then get onto a professional contract. Yeah. The, with minor it's, you've got to prove it immediately. You've got to start proving it immediately uh, because you're right. You only have two years, you know, with Werner uh, he got yep. three years to, to show what he could do. And they knew that they wanted to give him uh, an ELC after two years but they had the extra year, so they used it, and I don't have any issue with that. Some other guys, I I don't like their their lackadaisical approach, but with Werner, it was fine. Uh, you know, when you're when you're looking at the guys in their system, two years for for minor, hey, that's Schmackov, that's Kvacha. You gotta, they've got to do something. Yeah, those guys, those guys are gonna have to do. Something at some point um, to hold off what's, you know, going to be Trent Minor, who I'm a big believer in. He is he is a guy that I really, really I, like. Right. I, I think Schmackov is more the curious one there. And the writing seems to be on the wall a little bit for Kavacha at this point. But the, he's not yeah. here again. He wasn't at dev camp. I mean, if he doesn't come to training camp, this, this is almost the uh, Max right. Pipoc. Yeah treatment where he, we just, just never see him again. person all of a sudden. 
<laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a solid coverage of the goalies. It's it's such a hard position too because you just never know what to expect out of them, especially in these tournament type environments. Yeah. yeah well, in rotating rosters, you know, seventeen forwards and nine defensemen. Different guys are going to be playing uh, different games, so you're not going to really build up any kind of a continuity with with the guys in front of you. It's everybody's kind of flying by the yeah. seat of their pants systems, things like that, and more of a concept than a practice in these kinds of tournaments. So it's, you know, goalies, goalies have it tough in this. You know, last year we saw the Avs got down, what, like seven to one yeah, or something, seven, six to nerds. nothing in that first yeah. game against Vegas. And then they stormed all the way back to make it a yep. one goal game. Like goal, goaltending is definitely, is it's real tough to come by right. in this it's, tournament there aren't the usual factors that you have of, of a defense that's set up and you understand what's happening in front of you. It's the goalie's just got to do some, uh, some impressive stuff on his own to keep pucks out. Yeah. He's going to have to stand on his head. I, I, I don't remember cause I didn't watch a lot of the other games last year, but I, I do believe that one of the, the goalies last at last year's showcase not in an abs game. I think it was like the Ducks against the Kings. And one of the goalies just put up like an insane like 50 save shutout or something. It was it was like a crazy and performance. And that's how you get noticed. Because, uh, well, and I, because I remember the like the buzz going yeah. through the arena and I was standing around not paying <laughs> right. any attention to what was going on because I was, it was the last day there and I was finishing up all of my, uh, I was finishing up all my writing and my rundowns and I, because, and I was just hanging out and people were like, Oh my God, did you hear about that kid that just whatever, whatever, whatever yeah. it ended up being? Obviously, it was super memorable for me because I'm I'm all over it. But uh that I mean they'll, they'll, that that kind of performance does stand out at this stuff because the goaltending is at a premium yep. there. Well, while the goalies will be facing their first competitive shots of the season, I will be drinking my first competitive beers of the season. So it's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American amber ale. But they also just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. I've seen it all over the place now. Someone was tweeting about they found it in Texas, so it's really starting to spread across a, a wide range, even beyond Colorado. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they're calling this that light-hearted Kolsch Ale, but for those of you who don't know what that means, it's that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer, and make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. You can see all of the events we have planned on there. We have one coming up this Saturday. I believe it's the Broncos Watch Party, and we will be drinking Breck beers there as well. So RSVP and come out and have a good time. We will be back with segment two and the defense on this roster. 
Tax debt is impeding the growth of millions of small businesses in the U.S. That's why Symbio Tax and Administration's goal is to enable small businesses and individuals to make informed and calculated decisions when it comes to their taxes. Symbio Tax provides small business owners with expert services in resolving tax liabilities and providing financial clarity. I would recommend George to anybody who has to deal with the IRS. His strengths and depth of knowledge make him really valuable. You know, over the course of years as a real estate broker, I've had the opportunity to talk with many different tax people. But the one thing I have found with George is he was very easy to work with. He was very articulate. Symbio Tax is experienced in preparing returns for all income levels, as well as securing penalty abatements and settlements for qualified individuals that sometimes save the taxpayer thousands. George was able to save us about $7,000, and of course, you know, being an independent real estate broker, $7,000 is a substantial amount of money, and it was really nice to get that dealt with. They offer free consultations, so be sure to check out SymbioTax.com for more information. That's S-Y-M-B-I-O. TAX.com. Second segment of the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution with Nathan and AJ. We've covered the two goalies. Now it's time to jump into the defenseman. And to be honest, one's relevant to the NHL. There's maybe two, depending on how things go with Timmins, really. And then there's a couple of other abs prospects. And, the, and then you start getting into camp invites and, and things like that. AJ, I'm not sure what to really expect out of this defense. What do you think? I think that this is a really good example of just where the Avs organization is defensively. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you look at because you look at the graduations. Uh, Gerard uh, graduated. McCarr graduated. Um, it's really. And, and we talk about how the Avs are set up to have one of the best young defenses in all of the NHL. It's Byram. It's Timmins. This is the last time that they'll be at anything like this. Yep. Um, and the, and to be honest with you, the only reason that Connor Timmins, I think, is here is because of the health. Right. This he is, this is an opportunity for him to play. Exactly. The other reason that I'm excited about Connor Timmins being here is that he's no longer number 18. <laughs> he's wearing number 20 at this. So the curse is now a safe number. It is. It has been put into the Annabelle locked uh, cabinet. Never to be opened again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They should in the abs locker room next to the Sackick shrine. They should have the exact opposite on the other side of the room. They should have a number 18 Jersey locked away. Like, like the Annabelle doll. <laughs> They have the, do not touch, do not assign to anybody. <laughs> they have the retired jerseys up in the rafters, and then they bury 18, 20 feet under the ice or something. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's exactly what it should be. Um, but but Timmons and Byram are both guys that we expect this time next year we'll be talking about as full-time NHL players. Yeah, certainly Byram, and, and you would like Timmons to at least be competing for that. Yeah, and... And so then you look beyond. So we're, it's exciting to see those two guys here, but yep. then you look beyond those, and I mean, there's only one other draft pick, right? And, and it's Josh Anderson, <laughs> and it's Josh Anderson, who's one of the one of those guys that got drafted, and he played his first pro year last year and got into exactly one game for the Eagles. 
yeah, it was not great. Seven yeah, well, points and, and in the this ECHL. Is, this is what you expected out of Josh Anderson. This is why we uh, – I know I know. certainly you have been not yeah. a fan of that pick since it was made. I was not a fan of that pick when it was made. Uh, it was one of those picks that immediately felt like a bad pick, like they were going after style and not talent. And it's it. And I'm I'm not trying to like bag on Josh Anderson here, but it really represents the huge step uh, down from uh, the Byram Timmons part of their organization because Drew Hellison is a college kid. He's not here. Uh, Zhiravalov is not here because of the European pro thing. Yeah, I mean so, he's in the middle of competing for a KHL contract right now. So. Right, he's he's kind of got something else going on. And that's kind of like Hellison and Javalov are really, and maybe Lieberman and Clerman, like maybe. Um, if you're being generous today, and, I guess. and really, like those are the drafted kids. So, yep. like it's like okay, we'll, we'll count those guys. Um, that's that's like the middle class of Colorado's defensive pipeline. It's really good at the top. There's nobody in the middle, and then it's like Josh Anderson, and then a bunch of these tryout kids. You know, Peter Peter Tischke was awesome at that 3v3 game. It was, yeah, came right. out of nowhere, but it was like, what? And the, this guy is awesome. And then you have a bunch of ATOs back here. Yeah, they do have Kevin Davis. He's the one interesting guy already on a contract with the Eagles. Was quite good for them last year. He was super productive for the Eagles last year. And for some reason, uh, the Avs just did not want to reward that. And they didn't want to leave any room for him on that blue line to to win a job again. Right. It's going to be really tough for him, but but he's someone that could earn something, at least earn AHL time out of this. Tibbins, I think, obviously, is the most interesting storyline here. This is He played in the 3v3, which is great and all, but this is the first time he'll actually be playing against people that are wanting to defeat him and actually will hit him. Well, right. like that. They're not going to they're not going to care. Right, exactly. Those guys are trying to make their own impressions. If he's got his head down in the middle of the ice or whatever, like they're going to hit him. Yep. You know, there's not going to be any oh red sweater, red sweater nonsense. They're hitting him. You've, you've got the puck, you've got the bullseye. So <clears throat> this is going to be the first competitive um, atmosphere for Timmins since since the injury. You know, that the first on ice in actual game action that he will have had uh, since the injury. So this is this is a huge test for him. If this goes well, he handles the lights, he handles all of it, and he gets through all of this. It should be smooth sailing for him to compete for a job in, in camp. And the other one is is Byram. Yeah. If he's going to stick around all season, it has to start here for him. Right. It, it, he needs to have <clears throat> a solid preseason from day one to opening night to really make an impression. It, the it, it the onus is on him, and it's an uphill battle for him because of the numbers game, because of the talent, because of the depth. All of those things are working against him. Uh, the fact that he was drafted fourth overall is no longer relevant. Yep, it's done. It's it's whatever. The draft is is done. It's in the past, and now it's time for him to go. And he's going to have to take somebody's job. There's not going to be any given uh, in this in this case in this specific case. I don't think there's going to be anything just handed to him. He's going to have to go out there because there's too much quality uh, experience in front of him yep. that he's – you can't justify just handing him a job and saying, well, hey, go for it. Barring injury, of course. 
in which you go through that depth and you're like, all right, well now he's our best option. Yeah. You know, with, with Byram, he's gotta be, he's gotta be the man. We, we saw him do it occasionally during dev camp. Uh, and, and he was no defense at all during the three V three game. Did not go one direction. Was not interested in playing defense in that. So he's going to have to play. He's going to have to play that in, in this tournament. We're going to have to see him put a, a complete game on the ice. A dominant offensive effort won't be enough to, to get him the step forward that he needs in order to, to get longer looks. He's got to, if he's going to stick around, he's got to put a good two way uh, showing onto the ice. And if I'm the abs, I give him at least two games to show something. Yeah, this is kind of a new situation for the abs at this type of tournaments in the past. They've had guys like Miko Ranson and last year, guys mm-hmm. like Martin Kaut, who who will be back this year. But with those guys, you can say, look, if they don't look ready, we throw them in the AHL. And if they're ready later, great. You can bring them back with Byram. Once you send them back to juniors, that decision is final for the rest yep. of the year. He's gone. It's, you can't hem and haw about it. It's, it's a definitive decision. Yeah. The, the next time that they would likely see him is dev camp. Yep. That's just kind of the way things shake out there unless, well, I guess if Vancouver gets knocked out early or the Avs run deep, you could maybe see him as a black ace type thing, but yeah. And that's, I mean, those are special circumstances where, right. I mean, you can always get into that. Like, uh, you know, if, if the giants for whatever reason aren't very good this year, that's a prime trade piece for them. Like knowing that this is, this guy's he's gone next season. He's strictly going to be Memorial cup trade bait. If the giants are, don't feel like they are going to be in it or whatever, then you know, he could, he could, he could be a guy on the move and we'll be like one of the most sought after guys for a, a Memorial cup run. So right. the, the idea that he would be done early this in the, it's in the postseason to say the least, yeah. Yeah, just because it seems, it seems like the giants will have to make that decision for him. Yep. Um, and you know, the hopefully, hopefully they're great and it doesn't become an issue. And if that's, if that's the case, you know, if he's there, then, I hope he I hope he blows it up and they go to the Mem Cup and we get to watch him do his thing on the big stage again. That would be a whole lot of fun. It's... Yeah. But if he sticks if he's gonna make a case for sticking in the NHL, you know, like like I said, you know, this this tournament isn't going to drastically alter anybody's future. But it's unlikely playing against his peer group if he does not show well here that it seems unreasonable to expect him to drop into NHL training camp and all of a sudden be like, Hey, I'm super dope. And Byram does have the advantage of having played in the summer showcase. He's one of the few players on this list that has done that. So maybe not quite as rusty as some of these guys might be in, in actual competition scenarios. Do you, how do you manage his minutes? Do you say, look, if you're in the game, just play until you, your lungs fall out. Uh, I mean, I would, uh, I would say that they should be just rotating pairings. Like I yeah. would put Byram and Timmons together, obviously lefty, righty. Come on. Sure. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Um, and then I would play them two of the three games and have them play together and have them play 25 minutes a night. There you go. I, I mean, I let them, 
let them be the horses that they're right. that they should be. You know, I mean that they're by far those two guys are by far the best defenseman that you have. Yep. Uh, go out there and and let them play. You know, I, and I'm with you. If they if they wanted to split their pairings 2020, that's also fine. I have no I have no objections to that. It's it's the last thing I'm worried about is how the minutes gets divvied up and fair uh in in the rookie showcase you know like i'd yeah. i'd be a little annoyed if they bring martin cout they play him one game and he plays seven minutes or something i'd be like right. okay well why why did you even bring him <laughs> <laughs> right but you know for the for the most part like i'm i'm fine however they want to divvy up the minutes you know they've got uh three atos to my eye yeah, yeah three atos on the back end and three ahl contracts yep so you know, you've got to, they've got to start figuring, uh, they've got to start figuring that out. Like they've got to start sorting through those bodies and this is a chance for them to, you know, we, I fully expect Cronin to be there this year. He wasn't because of uh, personal matters last season, Yep. but I expect he'll be there this year and that this is a start for the Eagles as well, uh, to start working out the crazy, uh, you know, what am I log jam of players that yeah, they've got on the defense that they're going to have to deal with, you know, it's going to trickle down from the abs, whatever decisions they make, the Eagles will have to deal with, you know, maybe an extra body, maybe two extra bodies, maybe three extra bodies, who knows, but it's going to be this, you know, the figuring out where some of these guys fit in, you know, cause these the three of them, you know, you have Tishke. Yeah. And absolutely. you have LaRock, two guys that they brought in at the end of last season uh, and they do have Kevin Davis, who put up serious point totals. So you you've got to start working your way through these. So you they they need to they need to take it seriously. But it's really just about Byron and Timmons. You're right. It's as far as the ABS are concerned, those are the only two that really matter. The rest of it is more of an yeah. organizational event to to sort yourself out all the way down through the ECHL, really. Yeah, to kind of start setting up your your tiered list and your hierarchy. And and hey, are any of these ATO guys guys that we like? Uh, Kevin Davis, I believe, was an ATO guy last year. I'm not sure if he had gotten an AHL deal yet, but played uh, really yeah. well at this at this showcase. Was a guy that I had named as a standout. And, and earned a deal, basically, yeah. Yeah, and has continued to to earn playing time uh, because he showed well in a, in a situation like this. Peter Tischke, as mentioned, had a really good game in that three-on-three. And while that's not hugely important, you know, you need to succeed when you're put in front of the eyes of the front office. You've got to do something. So it's, you know, with Tischke, is a guy that you want to see him continue to take a step forward and Maybe that's another guy that they end up giving uh, real time to as, as you know, because he does well at something like this. Right. Down the line when injuries happen, maybe he can be yeah. that sixth defenseman for the Eagles or whatever. But I think that's a good place to leave the defense. The reality is a lot of the interesting storylines come down to the forwards here. Yeah. But before we get to that, you know what's so great about our BSN family that we now have multiple subscribers that have partnered with us to help promote their business. Chad with Houselift has an incredible service for you. If you or your friends are thinking about selling your house but it's not in tip-top condition, go to houselift.com. They will show you how to maximize your profit. If your house is in need of an upgrade, Houselift can assist in eliminating all of the stress of the remodeling process while matching the current trends that buyers most desire. 
And get this, there are zero upfront costs from you, the homeowner. That's right, you won't pay for any of the upfront costs for the remodel until your house closes. Houselift will handle everything from the contractors to the design while managing the costs. Here's what you need to do. Head to their website or Facebook page, both at houseliftcolorado.com, and check out the incredible remodels Houselift has done for homeowners here in the metro area. In past jobs, Houselift has put anywhere from 15 to 60k more in their clients' pockets. Call 303-885-7888 today and find out what Houselift can do for you. Oh yeah, if you hire one of Houselift's preferred realtors, they will sell your home without charging a listing commission. Third and final segment of the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution. We're on to the forwards now. This is where you really get into the meat and potatoes of events like this. The Avs have an extremely wide range here, ranging from Martin Kautz, a guy who we're expecting NHL games out of in the coming season if all goes well, yeah. all the way down to a Brandon Sajan who's not even on an NHL contract, but at the same time, he's... Brandon Sages is on like a wink-wink NHL contract. Right, right. And he was great at this tournament last year as well. So he's he proven was, he, he led can, them in scoring. Yeah, I think he was tied for the whole tournament lead in goals. Uh, I believe so. I think he had five goals in yeah. the three games. Right. It was it was impressive. Certainly, at least eye-popping to, to viewers. His goal in front of the net uh, in the Vegas game sparked their turnaround. Yeah, was it, it? I believe that jump started them. So he's he's shown he knows how to play in the in these types of events, and and certainly is a guy that is going to be fighting for his AHL life. We talked about the roster squeeze on yesterday's episode, and and you could certainly start to earn yourself an AHL spot at an event like this. Yeah, this is for the forwards. I think this is going to be we talk about like separating all of these guys, like for, for the defense, it's like one NHL guy and Tim ends Byram won't be relevant to the AHL conversation. He'll be NHL or bust. And then it's like a bunch of likely Grizzlies hoping to start setting up the hierarchy for injury call-ups. Yeah. That is not the case for the forwards. This is going to be a bloodbath of who is ends up where in the AHL. <laughs> right, because, I mean, uh, Eagles forwards, guys guys fighting for time for the Eagles. Uh, you've got Barron, Bowers, Dickinson, Henry, Kaut. I'm not going to count the ATOs. Um, yeah, definitely. Lewis, O'Connor, Sajan, and Shvirov. That's more than half a forward lineup right there, so... Right. Like these are all guys that, you know, and, and, and think of the guys that are already that we're expecting to be in place in Loveland. Um, right. That, that aren't here, you know, AJ Greer and Sheldon dries, uh, TJ Tynan and Jason Magna, uh, Eric Condra, uh, Michael Jolie. That's 13 forwards right there. So, so right. Like this, you gotta, gotta start, uh, Turning some heads quick. Yeah, it's it's time that they they start uh, making some impressions here, and you know, there's there's one guy here that I think, <clears throat> excuse me, one guy here that could be here next year in Luca Burzon. Yeah, I, that absolutely is is certainly an interesting guy. The that that could be you know put himself on the radar here was at that World Junior Summer Showcase, 
Uh, it's coming off of a great year for the Wheaties and you know, is part of the most recent draft class and is as, as a second time eligible is a year older than his, his draft classmates. And, and I think is going to be one of the guys to watch. Yeah. I, I think that year older factor certainly plays into it a lot. It's something mm-hmm. the apps have leaned on in the past. As we mentioned, Sajan was great last year alongside a Logan O'Connor, who was an older player. Yep. Um, Burzan is his path is suspiciously similar to what they did with Ty Lewis. You might expect the same kind of game plan there. I would think I could see that they're, it just so happens that they were both wheat Kings, but Ty Lewis was signed as a a 19 year old, just like Burzan was drafted. You come to an event like this, you go do your final year of juniors, and then you come back next year, and and that's where you're trying to make the team. And Lewis made those impressions that first time through of of rookie camp and and events to to get attention, and and they knew who he was coming into the next year. Yep. I mean, that was an undrafted invite who, you know, showed up, played well into camp, and then – you know, as you said, earned that contract, had a great WHL year, got a got a uh, a deal from the Avs, and no looking back now. Yeah, and you do have a couple of other guys that that will be back with him as well next year, in, in Bocage <laughs> and and Mutala, yeah. that are organizational pieces that we'll see. You know, if they do have a, a good showing, it, it's certainly something that could accelerate their timelines. I'm really interested what Bocage looks like. I know yeah. you're a big Sasha Matala fan. I am as well. Uh, but what we saw to Bocage, both in, in camp yeah, and at the 3v3, where he was just sniping pucks left and right. Right. The- like, I want to see him. I want to see him live in 5v5. Exactly. It's the... Interesting thing there. I think I have a better grasp on what Mutala will be in that situation with Bocage. I would really, really like to get a look at his skating in those situations. I would really like to see how well he gets his shot through when there's multiple defensemen trying to stop that from happening. Definitely, man, because that's he is such an intriguing talent if that thing's for real. Right. If he's able to consistently find ways to get that shot off. And it's still that lethal and his stick handling in tight continues to be what it is. He's got the natural size where if his skating just gets to okay, mediocre average, yep. Uh, instead of instead of looking like a you know, like a snowplow that's stuck. <laughs> he's he's a a guy that could vault up that their prospect boards and look like an absolute steal at seventy-eight. Yeah, it's it's one of those bets where if the talented parts of his game are for real, the mm-hmm. rest of his game just has to be passable. He doesn't have to be the all-around player. Right. And and like it's it's an unfair expectation uh to put that on to him. Of course. It's that very, he'd be, very that he'd be that guy. Yeah. Uh but it's he definitely this is what we're talking about. Like these guys, they build on one good camp and then they have another and then they have another, and that's how you build your hype as a prospect. That's how you build. You put yourself on radars, not even just with guys like us. You know, yeah. guys in the front office have eyes too. And if he goes out there and he has the kind of performance that he had in the 3v3 and in dev camp, 
Like this is he puts himself squarely on the map as a as a guy that is on an NHL track. Right. Because he's he's got the kind of skill set that they have not really targeted much. Uh they haven't gone after very many pure shooters ever. And he's he stands out from the crowd because because he is a different type. Uh you know, he's he's being asked to to do different things than some of these other guys, you know, like a like a Matala or like a Burzon or you know, some of these other guys, you look at uh, what is what's Travis Barron and Shane Bowers and Josh Dickinson. Those guys are all like it's two way game. It's a solid, yep. responsible, defensively oriented, uh, good size, physicality, polish, maturity. That's not who Alex Bocage is at all. Right. Very, very, very different. And as you stated, something somewhat unique in the Av system. Yeah. And so to see him to see him start to succeed. Uh, and and continue to have success when he's you know he goes up against his peer group now, but then if he translates that into an NHL camp, you know this this is a guy that could put himself on a faster track. It may right. not be just two years and then get him into pro and then a year of AHL and then we'll see. This is a kid that has the kind of one that one skill. You know, great skating doesn't get you into the NHL alone, but great shooting can. Yes, it's. At the end of the day, forward's job is to score goals. And if you're really, really good at that one thing, that'll take you a long way. Although, hey, if you play 57 NHL games and you don't score a goal, you can still get paid. <laughs> had to get the jab in. Just, Just saying, man. In <laughs> uh, the other, one of the other guys I'm actually really excited to see, and like, obviously, like Bowers and Cout and like the big names are, those are, those are guys that, you're you're always looking forward to seeing, of course. But a year in, I want to see what Shvirev looks like after he's had a year on North American ice. He had a year as the four C, very good defensively, but didn't really get a chance to flex the offensive muscles uh, between role and line mates and kind of just what he was asked to do. Just didn't really get a chance to shine. But every time I've seen him in person, I've seen a very creative playmaker, a guy with great vision and very high end passing ability. I want to see what he can do. I want to see maturation from him. Yes, absolutely. Especially you're hoping at an event like this last year, he was flying completely in the dark, right? He couldn't yep. understand what anyone was telling him ever. Now you hope there's <laughs> enough that at least the hockey jargon is put together in English. Yeah. He had Kamenev and Boykov uh, to tied to his hip. Right, so that he could kind of play around. Yeah. Now it's it's time for Igor to be his own man. He's it's time for Igor to be Igor and not the the third amigo. Right. Exactly. What's what's, what's Russian for amigo? I don't know. I have no idea, but I hope one of our listeners does, so that <laughs> I can horribly butcher butcher that, and that can be his new nickname. The closest I can think of is Gopnik, and that's not very close at all. <laughs> Okay. I mean that you even have an answer. I'm wildly impressed. So <laughs> uh, comrade, maybe. <laughs> okay. I'm down, <laughs> but no, he's, he is one of those guys, you know, we talk about the, the center depth of the organization and uh, you know, you start at the top, you go McKinnon and Kadri and Comfer and then uh, Belmar, Kamenev, uh, Tynan, Bowers, and then after that, it's kind of an open field. Yeah, 
Uh, you know, you're, you've got Sajin fighting for a spot. You've got Dickinson fighting for a spot. Uh, and now, and now Shvirov. Right. It's certainly Igor's for the taking if he stands out. And he's, he is a guy that I would like to see a little physical maturity out of as well. I'd like to see yeah. him get bulked up just a little bit. He still looked a little slender to me. Uh, even even though he is, I mean, he's a 98 birthday. Like this is not one of these 2000 kids, you know. This is this is a guy that should be. There's it's it's time for him to start to fill out a little bit. Yeah, I I agree there, and we don't have to talk about Cout too much since we have talked about him a good amount. But yeah. a full off season for him, this is the first time we're going to see him coming in off of that. Kind of a big deal for him. It it is. Um, what would you so let's say Bowers and Cout I think should be top line. Yeah, absolutely. Just put them together. Yeah, who would I you put on their left side? I'd love to throw Henry there. Okay. Uh, I think more realistically it's probably going to be O'Connor. Okay. It's just the, how the problem is run. they have a ton of right wings. They do. They do and they've never been super afraid of, of moving guys around. Cout has said he doesn't mind playing on the left if he yeah. needs to. So I don't think they're, they'll be too worried about that. And, and I don't think Cronin worries too much about that either. As we saw, he had no problem playing Agazino <laughs> at center all year. So, right. so yeah, I, um, I, 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 I like that. I was going to say, uh, I like the idea of Burzon or Mutala. Yeah. I, th- that would be, I would not want to play against a line of Cout, Bowers, and then Mutala. Yeah, that would not like be a the hardworking element there. Yeah, where just hard on pucks, miserable to play against, physical. That that would be hell, man. That would yeah. be, and then just to watch that line work together would be. I'd really like that. Right, but for Cout especially, he did it at Dev Camp, and this is just going to hopefully be the continuation of him saying I'm a man now boys yeah it's it you definitely want to see him physically beat up this tournament a little bit more yeah. uh, I would like to see a more aggressive one of one of the things that Cout does well and I think is in one of the reasons why he's going to fit really well into an NHL structure is that he plays within a team really well yes he does. he's not a jump out and be really showy on his own kind of guy um, we've seen, you know, at the three v three, he didn't really stand out. It doesn't. It's not the environment where he's going to. You know, he's not that flashy, super sexy talent. Uh, over, you know, over the top. Oh my gosh! Like, like New Hook has the skating, and Bocage had the shooting. You know, those guys stood out in the three v three because they've got that one skill that really flashes. It really jumps off the ice in that setting. Cout's not that kind of guy, but Cout in a 5v5 setting is going to be way, way, way more effective, right. all 200 feet. And so that's what I'm looking for from him. I'd like to see a goal. I'd like to see five goals, but I just want to see him be really effective and really comfortable in all 200 feet because last yeah. year it was obvious there was a lot of adjustment needed. I want to see a monster this year. I want to see a guy that just owns owns every shift and understands I'm the most talented guy out here. I can do whatever I want and, and plays with a more aggressive singular mindset than the kind of passive. Well, I'll let the game come to me. And I, I just seamlessly transition right into 
uh, a big, you know, in, in whatever role that the this team gives me kind of attitude. Right. I want to see him take it to some of these kids. And he is a, a very systemic player. If you have a system set up and it tells him to be in X spot at X time, he's following that to a T as best he can a lot of the time. There were quotes from him last year where he was on the record saying, yeah, you know, in the AHL, a lot of the time, the guys aren't where they're supposed to be. Yeah. So you have to rely on yourself a little bit more. Yeah. So I, I do think that is something he has learned. And, and as you alluded to, he's going to get a lot more of that once he makes it to the NHL level and, and he'll be able to play off of that. Well, that's one reason why, you know, yesterday's show, when we talked about him fighting in that in that conversation for the 13th or 14th forward, that's why he can easily go up and play 10 minutes on a fourth line and be exactly. successful is right. because he can play whatever kind of game that you need him to play. As long as it's not like super dominant offensively, because he doesn't have that club in the bag, but he could go in and he can fit what so many different roles that you want him to play that that's, it, it makes him kind of a unique talent in the app system in that way, in that he doesn't, you can't, you don't have to tailor a line around him. You don't have to tailor a play style. You could drop him into different lines with different goals and say, go do it. And he can fit right in there. And he has the kind of attitude and selflessness that's going to make that very easy. I want to see none of that at this tournament from him. You and wanna I just want to see, want to yeah. see him go Godzilla. <laughs> yep. Straight I, up. I want to see him go Godzilla and like rip a Muto's head off and like fire <laughs> breathe down its throat and just destroy some poor kid. <laughs> like that's what I'm after. I want Martin Cout to destroy at least one of these games where he just jumps off the ice because he understands he's the he's the best guy out there. That's what I want to see from him from this tournament is that 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 comfort level that we did not see last year where he was still like that shy, awkward kid kind of trying to fit in a little bit. No more of that. You had a year, go do work. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. If only because it would be super fun to watch at minimum. I mean, if he like tears some dude's helmet off and like roars like Godzilla, like <laughs> he's he's instantly my favorite player of all time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. If you want to impress AJ Nachushkin, if you're listening, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Don't even worry about scoring goals, Val. Just go out there and roar like Godzilla on the ice, and you and I are cool. I take it all back. <laughs> Okay. All right. It's getting a little loopy out here now. So final thoughts on, on the Avs rookie tournament roster here. Well, this is certainly, I mean, we say final thoughts, but we've got a week running up to final preview thoughts, that actual (laughs) tournament. And I guarantee you and I will be talking about this roster again. Yeah. Uh, If only because we're going to see it on the ice the day before that tournament starts. That's true. That's true. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. I really, honestly, man, I'm the talent on this roster is really, really high, like like top heavy. Yeah, I don't want to say high end. I want to say top heavy uh, because once you get past like f- four or five guys, you start to really get into whoa, where are we here? But that's like the depth of their system, and yep. when you consider that. Uh, there's, there's no, uh, none of the European kids really are here and none of the college kids are here. This is really kind of an impressive roster for the Avs. 
it is to be able to put together when you when you factor all that in. Right. And it really selfishly, thank God they drafted a bunch out of the CHL this last season. I know they needed a, needed some guys to show up, right? <laughs> they, they they did. They, and again, selfishly, we you know we 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 have not gotten to see like the Bocage and the Mutalas of of the world because they're all in Europe or playing college. Right. It's like I'm the pumped last... that there's no Steinberg in this. Of course, you want to see them all, but. It, it some is better than nothing. Yeah, I would really love to see Steinberg and and Hellison in this. Yeah, I I would have really liked to see that as well. But the NCAA's got to figure it out first. So man, do they ever? What a what a mess they are. <laughs> All right, we'll call it there. Looking forward to getting into these guys and seeing them on the ice. Definitely. On a bit more of a consistent basis. But to everyone out there, thank you for listening as always. We did get all your questions. That show will be coming tomorrow on Friday as we usually do. So you have that to look forward to. And you will hear from us then. The Colorado Golf Association is dedicated to preserving, improving, and serving the game of golf here in Colorado. And right now they're conducting their annual Dream Golf Vacation Raffle. Ed May, executive director of the Colorado Golf Association, gave us some more info on what exactly you can win if you enter. We had six grand prizes this year and 40 plus other prizes. So the the big ticket items, so to speak, or the grand prizes are a trip to the BMW Championship, including VIP access, thanks to our partnership with BMW. Uh, We have trip to Streamsong, we have a trip to Bandon Dunes, we have a trip to Sand Valley. And then we have what I think might be the coolest, the chance to take an, uh, a 7 Series BMW down to Telluride to play in a CGA-only event. The raffle tickets will go on sale on our website, coloradogolf.org. Tickets are $40, and you know all the proceeds from the raffle are going to support youth development in the state of Colorado. So you're making a great donation to a great cause, but you're also having a chance to uh, really have a fantastic dream golf vacation. For a chance to win, be sure to go to coloradogolfassociation.org.